0: Tell me something, Jacob. Why do I gotta be punished for your mistake? What made you think you could mess with my life? I was doing just fine to you dragged my ass to this damn rock. No, you weren't. None of you were. I didn't pluck any of you out of a happy existence. You were all flawed. I chose you because you were like me. You were all alone. You were all looking for something that you couldn't find out there. I chose you because you needed this place as much as it needed you. Why did you cross my name off of your wall? Because you became a mother. It was just a line of chalk in a cave. The job is yours if you want it, Kate. Hello friends and neighbors, welcome to the Monster Ate the Pilot podcast, the podcast that's hosted by me, Brandon. It is Thursday. It's not sports time. It is actually the promised end of Lost Recap, Unwind, Rewound, whatever journey we've just been on for way too long of time. <laughs> um, yeah, like tonight we're going to go over Lost. We're going to go over just kind of the show in general it Just has everything uh, finishes up. As I wrapped it up over this past weekend, make sure you go back and check out the end. Um the episode where I talk about the finale for an hour. I did not realize I was gonna be talking about it for that long. Whatever. It happens, so <laughs> I can ramble, man. My notes I, I was gonna write like a script thing out for this, but then I didn't because I got sidetracked. Because Brandon. And then um basically I'm like, well at the same time, all I really need for most episodes is one line and then I can go for an hour. So I've got two lines here. So we might be going for two hours. You never know. <laughs> nah, 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 no. Nah. Uh, thanks to uh, ABC studios there or whatever from YouTube. I pulled the, uh, what they died for speech um, from uh, what they died for the episode, what they died for <laughs> uh, from lost season six episode. Was that 16? Yeah. So yeah, basically tonight we're going to go over just my overall thoughts on the show um highs lows my least favorite characters worst moments best moments all the great things i'm going to go like basically top three of stuff there's a few caveats with a couple of them because i think the number one spot on certain things is way too obvious so i give you four and obviously number one is this so yeah i mean it's going to be a great show just make sure you like share subscribe support anywhere podcasts are available you can find monster eight the pilot um you can watch the video on spotify if you're so inclined to um I will be back next Thursday with Sports Talk. I'll be back Sunday or Monday. I'm sorry. Man, I'm making that mistake again. Come back Monday with the regular episode where I got to figure out what the hell do I do for content now? Like, Lost was like a 45-minute chunk of every episode. (laughs) What the heck am I going to be doing now? (laughs) I will figure it out. It's going to be a great time. So make sure you're uh, ready to go. Um, just, I guess for sports, uh, update, if you really are here just for that, uh, Liverpool won the day, move on to the Carabao cup final against Chelsea, uh, expect to win there. So that's really just about it. I can't think of anything else. Basically all the top teams I wanted to win in the NFL lost. So I don't care outside of the lions. Uh, if the lions win, then I'm in again, but you know, if it ends up being like the 49ers and whoever comes out of the AFC, I won't give a shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man. Anyways, where should we get started? I think I'm gonna go like basically we're just gonna go straight into this. We're gonna go with the worst stuff. Um, and then we'll go into the best stuff, and then I'll just talk about the show in general. Um it's uh I've got some fun stuff to talk about here. Uh, we'll start off with the easiest one, I think, and this is worst character on the show. Yeah, we're going straight into Lost Awards. I mean, I, I thought about getting like a, like a tux here and like have an actual award show, maybe doing a video where I keep presenting myself to come up here and read off the awards. But then I'm like, Brandon, the people already think you're crazy enough. That sounds absolutely insane. So I didn't do it. <laughs> It'd have been fun, but I've had to get a tux. I don't feel like getting a tux. So whatever, man. Anyway, worst character on the show of Lost. I kind of went back and forth on this for a little bit of like a who meets the criteria. Because, I mean, I could have went with, like, the sheriff from Stranger in a Strange Land. I could have went with um, even, like, the captain from season four. Even though I like the captain, how pointless that is, which I'll get to in a few minutes. Um, Let's see. I mean, there's a couple characters. like, oh, why do they exist? Um, But ultimately, I felt like they had to have some form of, like, impact on the show. Like I could have named Radzinski because he's so annoying in season five, but he's such an ass or Phil, but you know, Phil kind of gets his, um, Odom kind of how weird that whole introduction is. There's like some things that's just like, what, what, what's going on here? Um, you could have gone like season four, Charlotte, but you know, I think she does enough where she can't be really considered the worst character because of how good she kind of is in season five for that little bit. She's there. Same thing kind of with Shannon. Uh, So, ultimately, it came down to easily just kind of one character. Um, And I'm going to explain it here in a second. It is introduced in Season 5, killed, and everybody loves Hugo. Um, Blows herself up with dynamite like a comic relief character. It is Alana. Alana, you're the worst character on the show. (laughs) Um, I, I, don't blame the actress, uh, Zuleka Robinson, I believe her name is. Um, I don't blame her for anything. It's just, what the hell was the plan? Cause you don't really have much of one with her. Like you get introduced, you find out she's like working with Jacob and that seems intriguing. And he's like, oh, I need you to do something like to come back and protect the candidates. And then like, she gets him out of the temple and then blows herself up. It's just what, this is stupid. Like oh it's it's the worst, um I'm not gonna go straight in the worst and just like leave it at that I'm gonna try and talk about like ways that could have made, made it a little bit better, um with Alana you could have just had her she should have been killed by Locke saving the candidates like in uh the candidate like the episode where they blow up the sub, she could have died on the dock defending them, like basically saying you no know, get in the sub and go and then you know. Lot kills her on that. She could have died a little bit heroically. No, she dies like Arts. Who? I mean, Arts was a comic relief character. She blows herself up with dynamite like a dum-dum. Like, the fact that Jacob hand-selected her to be a dum-dum is just ridiculous. I mean, it leads to a decent line from Ben talking about, you know, the island was done with her. Imagine what the island's going to do to us when it's done with us. You know, it leads to something decent there. But, like, the show would not be different at all if Lana didn't exist. Like, at all. It would not be different. Like you could have just kind of swapped some characters out. You could have made Sun the badass who goes and saves everybody from the temple, trying to find a, a Jin. It would have been better than what we got with Sun the last couple of seasons. But you know, you could have easily done that. You could have got rid of Alana and just made it Sun, and it would have been a much better storyline. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like so, Alana has to be the worst character on the show, just because she does have an important thing. There's like Caesar, who's a red herring, and so he serves his purpose properly. Um, like I said, the sheriff is awful, but you know, I kind of want to wipe that memory from my exi- uh, that episode from my existence. So, uh, episode, what the hell? I want to wipe that episode's memory from my existence. There we go. Thumbs up. It's Wednesday night. We're having a great time. Yeah. So, Alana, congratulations. You win your only award for your work on Lost. <laughs> oh man. I kind of thought about going like worst storyline and then worst moments, but like basically my worst moments kind of feed in off of storylines. So I end up kind of combining the two. I do have like the biggest what the hell moments of this like shocking moments and also then best moments where I just think like these moments are just so great. And then you have the ones that are kind of like more like the shocking cliffhanger type stuff. Um, I've got worst episodes, best episodes. I got best character. Um, so we're going to go next in two. The worst moments of the show. These are storylines and stuff like that I don't like or just moments that happen and I think lead to nothing or lead to this kind of stupidity or just like bad thing. Like just kind of like oh, sloppy stuff. Um, some honorable mentions here is Saeed's character in season five and six. How horribly underutilized he is and how just no real plan of what they're trying to do with him. Like, obviously, season five, like I said, I talked about it numerous times in the past few weeks if you've been listening, about Saeed, about how he's just not, he, they just didn't do anything with him. He just had his big moment, and then he would be off doing nothing else. And then, like, re-watching it this time, I kind of noticed that that was kind of what they did with Saeed throughout the show. I think I complained back in, like, season two, after Shannon's death, like, he has this confrontation with Anna Lucia, then after that, he's like just digging holes for a little bit. And then he goes and tries to find Henry Gale. <laughs> yeah, so it's like four or five episodes where like he does nothing except like dig a hole. <laughs> it's like, God. Um, but no, it's just. He yeah, he causes the mess of the shooting bin thing. That's just a storyline disaster, which um, I'm actually going to talk about in a second. And then um, season six in both things, because even with season six, the Flash Sideways, like, I have my complaints about it. I have more complaints since the show ended, even thinking about it more over the past couple of days. Like, what's the point of some of it? Like, what's the point of Jen and son not being married? Is it so her dad can try to kill him in the Flash Sideways that actually doesn't exist? Like, I don't know. It's just, what, what was the point of them not being married? Of just like, oh, cool, this weird, interesting thing happened where they're not married. The island somehow got him married. It's like, oh, interesting. But then it's like, oh, but this is not real. So who cares? <laughs> so I don't know. That's yeah. So like in season six, like he does the heel turn, then I don't feel nothing. Then he turns good again. It's not good. They don't give me much to work with. Um, the flash sideways, they give him even less to work with. Like he, you know, he kills Kimi and all that. Then he gets arrested. Then he watches Harley do stuff. And then he meets Shannon and he gets awoken, which I. I still have a lot of issues with the fact that Shannon was his awakening. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> Another one would be one of the more famous ones from lost where quite a, like where some people really dropped off the show, which was uh, season three, like the first six episodes, which is called the Hydra arc when Jack so- uh, Sawyer and Kate are on Hydra Island with the others. Um, it was just kind of boring and just kind of like, ugh. and it really, really leaned into the love triangle so much that I didn't like at all, <laughs> like I didn't care about. I'm like, I don't care. Like, especially as much as they used it there, like they were using it so they leaned on it so heavily. It's like, man, there's so much other stuff we could be focusing on. Um, it's just, uh, it's it's not it's not great. It's not horrible. It's not like the worst thing in the world. Especially with some of the stuff we end up getting in some of the show in, in certain areas. But it's just like, man, that's it. it just felt so flat. Coming off like how great the end of season two was with two for the road and then the finale where you get to reveal Ben's the leader of the others and all that stuff like um, and then the Desmond stuff you really wanted to get into the mythology at that point and they just really went to melod- melodrama and you know and they introduced Juliet and you kind of get that spark between her and Jack's so like oh is this love triangle become a freaking love square and it did and it was lame and I hated it but whatever you know. Another honorable mention, we had the Temple storyline, you know, building it up for six seasons to give us five episodes there and it not in it being just causing way more questions than any answers. Like it just added more layers of mystery to a show that didn't have the time to add more layers. Um, Dogen is really good. I love John Hawks, but Lennon sucks like he could have been in the worst character conversation because he's completely pointless. Like, you have Dogen there as a leader. Why is, and he can speak English. Why is Lynn there to translate? Like, you didn't have to give the whole I don't like how English feels on my tongue thing. It's like, who cares? I don't have time for this. Like, you know, this is season six. We don't have time for this. And then, like I said, it pays off pretty well with Sundown, with the death and, like, you know, Man in Black coming in. Um, it just overall, though, is just so disappointing to what was built up and what the others were and are and who, like, what they represent or anything like that. And then the temple was just kind of this big wet fart. It really was. It was just a big wet fart. It was like, ugh. That's what they gave us with it. So, And then the aforementioned, another honorable mention here, uh, Saeed shooting Ben. Um, that caused such a massive issue with the show for me. It was just so like it just it put themselves in a corner where they really had to be dumb to get out of it. He just well, if you give him to us, he won't remember any of this. And it's going to be really convenient that he's going to forget all the people from the plane even though he's going to like live with you for, you know, or he's, you know, see pictures of you or whatever. You know, Ugh. he's going to live in those barracks for years, for 30 years. And, you know, he's not going to notice the fact that oh, the guy who's going to operate on my spine was in that picture that I saw every day at the orientation center. He's just going to forget very selective memory. It's just it's just dumb. It's just a, such a just a big mess. And I've talked about how to fix The mess um, with the temple, there's a whole lot to fix. And I think actually to fix the temple, fixing Saeed shooting Ben would actually help the temple out a lot. I talked about it when I was doing season five. Instead of Saeed shooting Ben, Saeed should have ended up back in the 70s or whenever with the others. He gets captured by the others. So he goes to the temple in season five. And then we could have got more into Dogen or Lennon or whoever would have been the character of that time. And you could have really delved into what the others are and what they're like trying to accomplish or what's their purpose on the island. And then you don't have the mess of shooting Ben. You could have done something else with Ben getting shot. um, Somebody, not even somebody else, like not even somebody we know, but like maybe it's just an accident or something like that. Like maybe that could have been something. Not sure why I'm trying to sit down. Um, I think if you do that, you could have really opened up the temple and what it is and the others and taking care of some of the issues with Saeed and not being able to do much in season five. Like I said, he shoots, uh, Ben and then he disappears until what the penultimate episode, or does he come back and he might just come back in the finale. Now he comes back in follow the leader, which is the penultimate episode. So like I think that's the way to fix both those things right there, uh, is not having Saeed shoot Ben and having him just be captured by the others. And then, you know, it just worked from that way. Like it, I think that could fix both of those things. Uh, the Hydra Arc um, just... I don't even know where to fix the Hydra Arc. It's just... It's, it's just like, don't be so damn melodramatic. Focus on Locke and Desmond and what's going on over there. Desmond's running around naked, for the love of God. Focus on that. Focus on the naked man. <laughs> but without further ado, we're going to go with to the top three worst moments. I couldn't really rank the three worst characters. That's why there's only one worst character. Because I just, I'm really trying to think like, worst. I mean, I guess I named like three, but I don't know. Just nothing felt right putting them against Alana. (laughs) But my top three worst moments at number three from season four, the storyline of Don't Trust the Captain. Oh my God, was this stupid. This was bad. (laughs) Because I talked about it then, like, what was the point of it? Because all the captain did was help. All he did, like we had like three or four episodes of them like getting notes saying, don't trust the captain or people like don't trust the captain. And then we introduce him and he's super helpful. He gives him all the info he can. He tries to help him. He tries to get him off the boat when Kimmy's going crazy. Like he's constantly helping them out. And there's zero reason not to trust him. It's like, OK, well, maybe he'll turn. And then you have the secondary protocol, which is blowing up the island. Um, he has no idea what that is. He didn't know that existed. And then he gets shot and killed. And it's like. All oh, so there was no reason to not trust the captain. Like, if the message was don't trust anyone, okay, fair enough. We can go from that. But the fact that they spe- uh, specified don't trust the captain is <laughs> so weird. When there was zero reason from what they did for the rest of the season to not trust him. He seemed very trustworthy. I would have loved to go on a cruise ship with that guy if he was my captain. He seemed like a great guy. Great accent. Wonderful guy. You know? <laughs> it's just... I don't know. You didn't give me any reason to not trust him. He seemed like a great, likable dude. Uh, to fix that, I don't know. Part of the problem with season four is just the writer strike and the short season. Uh, maybe they had like a much more grand plan of what was going on. And I'm not sure what was done before the writer strike and what was done after the writer strike. So I can't like really go too harsh like harshly into how it was presented. It's just you could have probably rewrote some of this <laughs> and worked it out, or just. I don't know whether they introduce something new. It's like, oh, well, that makes this whole part of the first season, the part of the season irrelevant. So I don't know. I no, that's number three for sure. Number two is one that's completely out of the show's hands. Um, it was down to the actor. This is Echo's death. The death of Echo is number two worst moment on the show. Um, Echo was full of potential and promise into what the mythology is and a great duality with rock. Uh, rock. Great duality with Locke. Um, and the fact that Alawale did not want to be on the show after season two. So they had to write him off early season three. Uh, leaves so much on the table with the character that it's really frustrating to like watch it now. It's like, oh man, there's so much they could do here. There's so much they could fix in later seasons if Echo is still around. Um, just having that night. Like, you could have had like, I don't know, like this. Almost like the Man in Black. Um... Jacob dynamic between echo and Locke. You could have done something like that and just battling for the soul of the island or something like that. You could have done so much with him and there was so much left on the tail- table and Ottawa is a fantastic actor. Like he's fantastic in so many different things. If you've seen him like in Oz obviously lost, uh, I think he was in GI Joe, the mummy returns, which is on Hulu right now. I might watch it and I hate it, but I'm not sure, but I'm going to watch it. I hate the movie. I think It sucks. But I'm going to watch it, because the first one is awesome. The first one, awesome. With Brendan Fraser, fantastic. Wonderful. The best part about season two, or season two, is this. But the Mummy Returns, as they do glamour up. Um. Oh my god, I forgot her name. Oh, shoot, what's her name? Um. Shoot. Why am I not remembering her name? I love her. Rachel Weiss. Duh. I'm so stupid. Yeah, they glamour her up. Though she looks great in the first act- Like, they, you know, Hollywood had to get in. It's like, we gotta make her super hot now, dudes. This is a big hit. Make her super hot. So they put on the makeup. <laughs> um, no, like, Echo's death, that, that is just one that really hurts. Like, not in, like, um, you know, like, the way Boone's death does or... Uh, Anna Lucia and Libby's death do like, you know, certain deaths within the show feel echoes feels different because it's like, oh, man, there's so much left that they could do with him. And it just it was outside of their hands. So I can't blame the show too much for it because, um, like I said, the actor didn't want to do it. And I'm not a big fan of recasting like roles at all. I, I don't like that at all. <laughs> like, I'm not a fan. I, I really don't like when shows recast roles. So I'd rather you know they just write him off and go some, a different route than maybe bringing in a different actor and having a completely different dynamic. yeah. So that's number two. Number one is a season six storyline that if you were paying attention to my reviews, you probably know what's coming. Son bumps her head on a tree and forgets how to speak English. In the final season of the show, one of the main characters doesn't talk For three episodes or four episodes or whatever, because she bumped her head and forgot how to speak English. Oh my God. This disgusts me. This storyline, I had forgotten all about it. Like watching it now, man, disgusts me. Like it makes me sick that this was a storyline in the show. What the hell were they thinking? Like the only thing I could think of, I think I said it on the podcast. Maybe there's like something like I'm not sure how actors' contracts work when they're like a like a star of the show when they're actually like main billing. Um, if they don't talk in an episode, whether they get paid the same or not, because um, I feel like they don't, because that's the only excuse for this is that they were running low on budget and they had like we've got to cut something somewhere. It's like, well, let's not have Sun talk so we don't have to pay her as much just to walk around. I don't know. It's so stupid. It's the stupidest storyline. Without a doubt, it's the easiestly, the stupidest storyline in the entire show. Like, you can pull something else out of Like, no. Son forgetting how to speak English in season six. If this was season two, fair, fun, whatever. But this is the final run of the show. She learns how, she gets her voice back and dies the next episode. <laughs> like It's so undeniably stupid. Oh my god, dude. It's... Oh, I just want to rip just my hair out thinking about this. Like it's, and I've talked about like the whole potential with Sun. I even talked about it a little bit when we talked about Alana. You set her up to be this badass at the end of like in season 4 and the beginning of season 5 to turn her into Where's my husband? And then you took that away from her and not even letting her talk. Oh my god, It's the disrespect to Sun is unreal. <laughs> Like it's absurd that this was a storyline in season six. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out what the hell they were thinking and doing this. It's absurd. like, oh, this is unbelievable that this was a storyline. i uh, in an in an accomplished nothing. what does it accomplish? Besides having a nice moment where she meets Jen again, which is great, a great reunion, I'll talk about reunions in a second, like but then she just talks speaks English some more. It's like what the hell was the point of her not speaking English Oh this. <laughs> You know, if somebody says, like, you know, loss is the worst show ever, and I'm like, no, it's not. And then they say, yes, it is. Uh, son forgets how to speak English in the sixth season. It's so stupid. I'm like, yeah, that's true. It's That's a pretty good freaking point. <laughs> it's, it's unreal that they tried, like, they did this. Not tried. They did it. They accomplished one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in a TV show. <laughs> oh, it's un- unbelievable. Worst moment, easily, without a doubt. Um... It might be as easy to say worst moment as it is to, like, say best episode. (laughs) It is like it's nothing comes close to touching son forgetting how to speak English. Oh, that's the worst moments. Uh, Take a bow, son, for forgetting how to speak English. We're proud of you here. Oh, my God. Where do we go next? Let's go to the worst episodes. Um, I picked three because I knew the three I wanted to pick. Two of them are pretty spot on easy ones for me to pick. Um, one would be a little bit, I guess, out there. Cause I think in terms of like reviews and stuff like that, it gets a good rep. Um, there are some other episodes I could have named as well. I think the last recruit's pretty boring. Confirmed dead. I didn't really connect with it all when I watched it. Um, I could probably name like glass ballerina or something like, I think glass ballerina, right. Or little prince. I can't remember. There's an episode in season three early on. that's kind of whatever, or it's just kind of so redundant, kind of, um, easily, or I could have named something like, um, Oh, I forgot it. Whatever. The other woman in season four. I mean, it's got decent enough stakes and you like Juliet enough that I think it raises above like worst episodes. Um, nah, or could maybe like you could have done expose. I know a lot of people love to throw expose on top of like worst episode lists because it's like Nikki and Paolo. I think the episode accomplishes exactly what it is. Killing two characters nobody liked in like a really like, messed up way. <laughs> It kind of accomplishes goals. You can put like par avion or maybe a maternity leave. Though maternity leave gives us some decent answers to like what happened to Claire. Maternity uh, par avion, where she's like trying to get the birds and stuff, is whatever. Um, but no, number three worst episode on the show. I have three sixteen from season five. This is the episode where the Oceanic six come back to the island, or I should say the Oceanic five, because Aaron was irrelevant. Um, which I could put in the worst moments things of how little they cared about Aaron actually. Uh, 316, this is the episode where they have to recreate the conditions of the flight. We gotta recreate the flights best we can, so, Jack, you gotta go get your dad's shoes from your grandpa that we're gonna introduce in this episode, and it's gonna be Raymond Barry, and it's awesome that he's in the show, but it's, like, what is this? Like, just get me going. <laughs> get to the show. You could've done season five and just cut out them getting back and just, them already on the island. I don't care. Like... <laughs> Because three sixteen was, I did not like it at all, at all. Um, I think I I gave it a really low grade when I watched it. I think, um, yeah, definitely. I think I gave definitely gave it a lower rating than say um, Across the Sea, which I gave a pretty low grade. I gave, uh, I know everybody loves Hugo, I gave a pretty low grade. Last Recruit, I didn't give a great grade. Um, Trying to think, but there's two definitely that I know are worse than this. There's probably some other episodes in there that you know I'm not remembering. Oh, I really didn't like that that much. But like I said, I can remember "Confirmed Dead" from uh, season two or season four, episode two, "Confirmed Dead," where they introduced all the freighter people. I never, con- I just could not connect with it when I watched. I'm like, I just, I tried like a couple times. I'm like, no, I need to sit here and watch it. And I just could not get with it. Yeah. So yeah, three sixteen was not good, and like I said, it was just so muddy. It was a mess of an episode. Of them, we gotta go figure out. We gotta recreate the conditions. I'm like, why? What's the point? And Then they all just show up, and then you get to find out how, like, some of them showed up, which is whatever. It's, it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. I just thought it was just a mess and stupid, and just kind of like, we're off on a side adventure. Just get to the point. This is one of those times where you get impatient with the show because the show does take its time. I've talked about that at length, especially those first three seasons. They take its time, and you're usually okay with it. But this is at a point where I'm like, just get on with it. Get on with it and get going. And they were just like, nope, we got to, you know, Jack's going to go get shoes from his grandpa. It's like, oh, I don't care. I <laughs> Like I said, I love Raymond Barry, but I don't care. <laughs> oh, so that's the third worst episode of Lost for me. Number 2 is a season 2 episode. It is Fire and Water. It is the Charlie episode where he wants to baptize Aaron. It's the Charlie is a Creepoid episode. <laughs> this episode sucks. It's bad. It's stupidly bad. Um like I said they could have made it better in a couple different ways. One if they would have, you know, gone somewhere with the Aaron storyline you could make fire and water better on a rewatch or a little bit more. You could appreciate there's other issues in the episode. Like, you know, it's like, Hey, get it. Charlie's a freaking drug addict and the flashbacks. Um, and then like then on the on Island stuff, he's just kind of being such a creep. He's just so creepy with Claire and like the overprotectiveness and stuff like that. like, that's like the timeline stuff. It's like, you've known this girl for like 40 days at this point, back off. (laughs) Yeah. It's like my thing with Shannon and Saeed you knew her for like I don't know you dated her for 10 days and she's the most important thing of your entire life okay weirdo you know but yeah it's just like he's overly protective overly creepy and they just don't go anywhere with it It ends up being like all of his issues in that like you know we need to baptize Aaron we need to save Aaron you know because these things are coming. he's seeing these visions and you know it's like okay. If they go somewhere with that, this could be better on rewatch, but they don't go anywhere with it, and all that stuff's unfounded, so Charlie's just a crazy person. Like, it's just a bad episode. Now, if this would have launched a Harold Louder style like storyline where Charlie really goes off the deep end and like maybe completely isolates himself from camp and starts causing problems for the camp because he just lost his mind – then this could be much better on rewatch because you get to see like Charlie lose it. They never would have done it on network television, but it would have been something to explore, maybe like in a graphic novel form, or if it's an HBO show or something. Like that you can look at that though. HBO only does like eight or ten episode seasons, so it doesn't. They will never do it at this level. Um, yeah, it's just they don't. There's no good follow up with it, so it makes all of it feel like uh. And then they just get back together, and it's not a problem. It's like whatever. <laughs> It's a bad episode. That's one I put way down there in terms of rankings. Um, I probably like a D minus for Fire and Water. And then, like you know, the lock kind of like the the whole point of like lock kind of swooping in because like lock does not look good. He looks it does really seem like obviously you're playing in like you're from Charlie's perspective that lock's trying to swoop in on Claire, but it also really looks like he's also trying to like I don't know. It's just get out of here. It's stupid. It's just a bad episode of television. But, it's not as bad as number one. Number one, which is also one of the easiest calls of these awards, and a big, big, big round of applause for the season three episode, Stranger in a Strange Land. This is the episode about Jack's tattoos. And it sucks. (laughs) It's It's the worst episode of Lost by a mile. It's... The worst. Oh my god. I think if you you go back and listen to my review of it. Way back in the day on the podcast. I think you hear me punch the table twice. While describing this episode. Because it's so horrible. It is the by far the worst episode. You have Juliet being branded. Never hear about it again. You have the sheriff who's coming in to throw out her verdict. Never seen again. Um, you have Cindy and the kids showing up. Remember, hey, remember how they're alive? And remember how they'll pop back up in season six? Like, hey, they're alive, and then you'll never see them again? Yeah, there's that. You have, go, like, the only good thing is Jack saying, if you have something to go watch, Cindy, go watch it. That's the only good part of the episode. You have Sawyer trying to coach Carl through a, you know, teenage breakup. And it's, ugh. It's the melodramatic stuff like the Hydra arc, but it's outside the Hydra arc. Like it's ugh, this episode. Oh, it is. If you're watching Lost and say you think, like, well, is there episodes I can skip? There's so many episodes. You can skip Strange in a Strange Land and you won't miss a thing. You won't miss a freaking thing. Like all you'll be like, oh, they got off Hydra Island. It won't even matter. You won't even matter because you know they're leaving Hydra Island before this episode. You know? And you get the whole thing, the biling stuff off-island where Jack wants to get these tattoos and he keeps wanting to push farther. Then he gets her to give him the tattoos and everybody hates him and beats him up. Eh, he walks among us, but he is not one of us. That's the whole linchpin of the episode is that quote from the stupid sheriff. And it's like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> so it's another Hair Poalsha episode. It is the worst. I hate it. Um, that is one I would easily give an F that's an F without a doubt. <laughs> it's an F of an episode. And it's also the episode where it was like, we got to, we got to figure out when we're ending the show. <laughs> I think the writers were like, yeah, we got to figure this out. We got to end this show. We can't keep doing these. <laughs> yeah. So easily the worst episode of stranger in a strange land, take a freaking bow. You've earned it. Jesus. <laughs> Let's see. Do I have any more worse? I don't, I think we're going to get into, we're done with negative talk. We're done with the negative side of Lost. We're gonna talk about the positive sides. And guess what? There's a whole lot more positive stuff to talk about than there is like negative stuff to talk about. I didn't rank characters like one, two, three, four, or anything like that. Um, I just gave just like kind of the worst character. I'm like, I'll just give them one best character. The best character on the show is Tom Friendly, without a doubt. <laughs> I thought about doing like side characters, like best side characters like Cheech or Tom Friendly. Like these, like, no characters that I really liked that would just kind of pop in here and there. But no, truly the best character of Lost is the main character of Lost. It's Jack. This is Jack's show. This is Jack's, like, party. This is, like, the whole show just revolves around and works for Jack. Jack's the only character who comes through every single bad thing unscathed. He's the only one that consistently delivers each week or each episode, each time we do a flashback outside of Stranger in a Strangeland. Each time we go with him, it's always a usually a very good or profound episode or just a good profound storyline that he's working with. Like, uh, he's just kind of the heart of, he's not the heart of the show, Hurley's the heart of the show, but he's definitely kind of, he's definitely the thing that holds everything together. And you see that obviously with the season six, it was easily his show at that point. You know, his, he's the only character who didn't have issues in season six, like him and maybe Kate, maybe Kate didn't really have issues in season six. I can think of all the time. She does alright, but I mean, I mean, she kills Locke, so... I mean, even after she gets shot. And she accomplishes her goal getting Claire. But, you know, I th- I think Jack, though, is one that definitely, by the end of the season, six still comes out stronger after the end of the season. Almost everybody else comes off a little bit weaker. Like, Sawyer kind of comes off a little bit weaker. He also kind of in and out, and like, you know, he's all about, you know, screw Jack. And then he doesn't care, because he accidentally kills Saeed, Jin, and Sun. But, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, Jack's easily the best character. He's the, like I said, he's the linchpin of the show. Um, his stuff with his father and Christian, I talked about that over the weekend. Like, you know, him finally getting that acceptance and, you know, being able to hug and like, you know, his father and stuff like that. And the I love you's and stuff uh, was just so earned and just so um, gripping to watch and just kind of so satisfying to see Jack and his acceptance. Um, also want to say with season six, I talked about how, you know, they kind of shit talk lock throughout the whole season kind of thinking about it, it's like, well, really, Locke's ultimate um, thing in his life, even though he didn't get to be the, you know, protector of the island like you would want to be, was getting Jack ready to become the protector of the island. So, it doesn't 100% work, but it does make the shit talk of Locke not as bad. You know, especially with, like, I talked about, like, Jack kind of defending Locke. Like, um, it just didn't click with me at that point. It's like, well, really, you know, Locke had got Jack to this point. Locke's you know, constant pushing and constant fate talk got Jack to that point. Yeah, but Jack's easily the best character, I think. I Desmond would be is Desmond would be right there with him. I think Desmond is fantastic. Um I think the issue with Desmond is after season four, they're not really sure how to keep him involved. So it's a little flat in areas. Like it's really nice to see him and Penny and they have a son named Charlie. Um then season six, like I guess I had the issue of him in the finale just he just lays there. For half the episode, <laughs> he just lays there unconscious. And it's like, okay. So, I mean, like you said, there's just, you know, Desmond doesn't have quite that. His arc is so perfect two through four. It's perfect. Like, if the show ended after season four, Desmond's the best character. But it didn't end after four. So there was, you know, just kind of getting there. Ben's there as well, though. Um, Ben's kind of flipping allegiances towards the end. Like, you know, they do. I didn't even talk about it. Like, you know, what they died for. Like, um, he shoots and kills Widmore. Then he asks Locke, he's like, aren't there other people you want me to kill? And then that goes nowhere. In the next episode, he just joins the Losties anyway. It's like, okay, you know, so, and then Hurley, Hurley's a little, like, you know, not overall, like, relevant till towards the end. But, you know, he's, he is the heart of the show. Those are, like, kind of the four I've put there. Um, I, um, like, I would mention, I kind of mention Kate a little bit. I mean, she's awful. In the first three seasons. Like she's usually just kind of screwing everything up. Or just in the way. Or you know pining after Jack. And then pining after Sawyer. And it's just kind of like. This is not great. And she's not super likable. She's not anything. But her growth through four through six. Is really good. I actually. I really enjoy. Like I even thought about it. When I first watched I'm like I really liked like Kate. In the second half of the show. But. I don't know if it takes her far enough. Sun, if they just would have went with Sun the badass, she would have been way up there. Uh, Jen should have died after season four. Um, Juliet would also be a great shout if you want to go best character. Juliet is absolutely wonderful. I adore and love Juliet. She is number one of all time. Deal with it. Um, but no, I think overall just the show, Jack is without a doubt the best character. All right. So for Jack. And that damn dog, Vincent. That damn dog, Vincent, might actually be the best character on the show. That damn dog. We're talking about, kind of like, we're going to talk about that dog twice here in a few minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So next up, which one should I do? We're going to do. We're going to do best. What the hell moments? This is like cliffhangers or just like the mind-blowing moments of the show where just like, holy shit, what did I just see? This is incre- like just being blown away. Um, this is one of those ones I talked about earlier with the caveat. There's obviously number one, and then everything else is obviously below that. Even if it's as great as it can be, it's not as great as number one. Number one is obviously the flash forward. The flash forward is the obviously best what-the-hell-just-happened moment of whenever it's revealed that this flashback with Jack is not a flashback, but a flash forward. Oh, like, I think I have a video out there. If you want to go watch my reels or watch something on Instagram, you can go find it still. It's out there somewhere of me, like, reacting to it of just the, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's it's a uh, it's a great moment. Um, if it's, that's obviously number one. But so I had to pick three other moments. So I picked three other moments that's basically four, three, and two that sit below that. Uh, but some of the ones that got honorable mention, uh, you have, like, Daniel getting killed by his own mother in the variable season five, that was a great moment that was spoiled for me at the very beginning. That actually became the birth of the barracks. If I remember correctly, the uh, message board that was spoiler free in certain areas, but you had like a spoiler board as well, but you know, really worked hard and got, got away from the IMD, IMDB boards. Um, another really good one is the ending of a drift. Um, that is when Michael and, and Sawyer get on the beach. Jin comes running out of the jungle handcuffed. And then there's a quick shot look up and you see who ends up being the tail section survivors standing there. And they look so menacingly. Like they're so menacing, like standing there. It's a like ooh, it's a chill moment. It's really good. Um another really good one is Dharmacide. That is when Ben kills everybody in Dharma. It is a incredibly dark moment for a network television show just to have a straight up genocide shown on television. <laughs> because that's what it was it was a straight-up genocide he kills dozens of people <laughs> like with gas and they all die and they have blood on their face and stuff like that like I, that's the other thing it was cool was like rewatching it um when Mikhail gets thrown through the the uh sonic fence the blood squirting out of his ears i'm like geez, that is graphic for network television especially 2000 not even like 2006 2007 so it's like that's not something you'd really see in 2006, 2007. Now it's just like, yeah, they could probably chop heads off because they don't care because, like, you know, it's, it's like anything to get viewers. Um, another good one, a couple Hatch-related ones. Desmond in the Hatch, when it's revealed that Desmond's in the Hatch after you'd seen him in the flashback with Jack, that was a pretty, like, oh, crap moment. That's, like, that's awesome. And then the other one's Numbers on the Hatch, which is in the Numbers Season 1, when, like, Curly's been talking about the Numbers, all episode and then it goes to the hatch and it shows the numbers etched into the side of the hatch like it's uh it's pretty good. Um let's see. Yeah, I think I got all of them except for one more then we'll get into the actual list. Hello there. The ending of Raised by Another in season 1 when um Ethan when it's Claire and Charlie they get hello there and they look up it's Ethan that's when they find that's intercutting with her. Is like there's one person who wasn't on the manifest he wasn't on the plane and it cuts to Ethan standing there and you realize Ethan was already on the island he's one of these others and it's like oh what a freaking moment that is that was like the toughest one of all these like kind of ranking things that was the toughest one to leave off here that was such a tough one to leave off because that is such a fantastic moment of just what the hell I can't wait for next week yeah (laughs) But no, but number three here of these rankings is uh, one, th- I, th- I can't remember how I felt when I originally watched it. Because I think it's kind of obvious when they show up what's about to happen. But I think it's just done so well. Like uh, you got the music, you got the celebration. It's the end of Exodus for Michael, Sawyer, Jen, and Walt. It's when they fire the flare and the, the boat comes up on them and shines the light and they start celebrating like they're saved. And then you have MC Gainey, that professional bad guy we're going to have to take the boy. like, And you just feel that complete flip, of, like, they're not saved. These are people from the island. Like, oh, it's such a great moment. Then they blow up the ship. You have the shootout, and you got blown off the ship. Uh, then Michael screaming, Walt, like, into the night. Like, oh, man. This is a fantastic moment, just that we're going to have to take the boy. Like, oh, it's, it's, yeah. It's a little bit better than Hello There, I think. You know? Because, like, the whole episode with Exodus, you know, they're building up that the others want Aaron. The others want Aaron. The others want Aaron. And it turns out, no, they don't want Aaron. They want Walt. Which I could have done worse moments of, like, Walt never really getting back into the show. I can, you know, it's a whole different thing. I don't, maybe Malcolm Jamal Kelly didn't want to be a part of the show. Who knows? I don't know anything. So that's number three. We're going to have to take the boy. Number two. Season two. Um, One of the hardest moments to watch on rewatch. It is two for the road. It's uh, it's when Michael says he'll kill because like Ana Lucia wants to kill Ben, and Michael's like, "I'll do it." You know, they took my boy. I'll do it. And he gets the gun, and then he, you know, he says, "I'm sorry," and he shoots Ana Lucia and kills her. But then you hear Michael, and then bam, bam, he shoots and kills Libby. Oh my God, that's a what the hell gut punch of a moment. Like, that was, that's one I watched, I don't know if what it was in the audio when we, uh, when I watched it back, whether I talked about it or not, but it, it really sat with me for, like, that week uh, after watching it. Like, it sat with me, just that moment, it's just like, oh, you feel so freaking bad for Hurley because he forgot the damn blankets, which leads to the, you know, sorry, I forgot the blankets in the next episode, which just crushes you, um, you have, like, Kate crying about it. Like, oh, and then, you know, then obviously um, Michael walks into the room with Ben and shoots himself in the arm to let Ben go. It's, yeah. Number two, what the hell moment. It's just, oh. It's a fantastic moment. Like, it's just gut-wrenching and just heartbreaking. And it's just a fantastic moment of television. But number one, Behind, obviously, we have to go back, is episode four of season one, Walkabout. It's the end. We've seen John Locke doing crazy stuff on the island, you know, throwing knives everywhere, maybe getting confronted by the monster, maybe not, killing boars. It shows him in an office, in, or at this office and sitting to go on a walkabout. And he says, well, you didn't tell us about your condition. And he's like, you know, then you get the, don't tell me what I can't do. And then it shows John Locke wheel out from behind the desk in a wheelchair. And you realize John Locke was paralyzed the entire episode and is now not paralyzed on the island. Whoa. Especially so early in the show. That was such a hook back then. Like I remember watching it and like there's another one on here. It's like, you know, guys, where are we from like the season uh, from pilot part two? I didn't have written down here. I just remembered it right now. But that was a great hook. But. The ending of About the don't tell me what I can't do, and then realizing John Locke was in a wheelchair and was paralyzed before he got to the island, and now he's able to walk, was such a holy shit moment. It was an incredible moment of television of just, I've got to, I, I, I cannot wait to find out more about what this show is. I cannot wait to keep moving forward with this show. <laughs> like, it was just such a fantastic moment. Like, oh man, it gives me chills thinking about it. It's just such a great thing that happened in this show don't tell me what I can't do. And just coming out with that wheelchair <sighs> and then watching him back and realizing that the way everything's set up is like, yeah, he's obviously paralyzed in this episode. That's always the great one. Then you go back and like, they never like outwardly show it, but you can just tell like the mannerisms and stuff, how they shoot him, how he lays in the bed or something like that. And he's like, yeah, he would be a paralyzed person like that. Like, Oh, it's just such a, mm, 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 mm. mm. Fantastic moment. So, so don't tell me what I can't do. John Locke walkabout. The best what the hell moment in Lost outside of the flash forward. (laughs) Now we go to the kind of flip side of this, just best moments, just the best moments of the show. Uh, These aren't the what the hell moments. These are just like really either gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching, just beautiful moments in the show that just like were really good or just really well done. Um, Come with the honorable mentions here is the What They Died For speech, which I love, uh, which I actually played at the very beginning of the episode. I, I really love that speech. The line in the chalk, it's just a line of chalk in a cave. Like, it's, I love that little quip so much. It's like, job's yours if you want it. Like, of just, you know, saying exactly what we all knew is that, you know, they needed the island as much as the island needed them. It's a great moment. Another one is Jack's death because that damn dog. You know, Jack's death on the island is pretty great. You know, a sacrifice, him wandering. It's a little kind of on the nose that he goes right back to the place where he started and closes his eye. But it works. And that damn dog running up. That damn freaking dog. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I love it. I want to cry. Um, another really good one is the end of season three. Not Penny's boat. The end of Charlie. The death of Charlie. Why didn't Charlie swim out the window? I don't know. Maybe he realized he was going to be more of an uh, issue because Desmond wanted to, to keep saving his life repeatedly. They didn't have time for that anymore. I don't know. But he writes, Not Penny's Boat. He puts it on there. Desmond understands. And then you see Charlie cross himself as he drowns. It's a really great moment. Um, another one. This is a, a... You can name so many different moments. Just name a reunion. Like Kate and Sawyer showing back up to the camp in Season 3. Jack coming back to the camp. Um, Hurley showing back up at the camp. Like uh, just uh, like anytime there's a reunion, you can even kind of put the church stuff reunion like at the very end of season six into this. Jin and Sun meeting back up again. Like it, it's yeah, it always works. The Guccino's music's always fantastic, and it, it just they knew how to do them. Like it's way better. than Like say like Game of Thrones, whenever it's like you know Arya and Sansa hadn't seen each other since season one. They'd see each other in season seven, and Arya's just being a weirdo. She's just being an oddball. It's like, oh. Cool. The Starks got back together. This is such a great moment, but they had no idea what the, f- the hell they were doing. See, I'll talk about it towards the end here. Um, uh, another great moment. Let's see. Trisha Tanaka's is dead. I, I, you know, that's a pure fluff episode. That's a pure filler episode. But them starting that damn van as they're riding towards the rocks. Fantastic. Such a fun episode. Just a fun moment to be a, a part of. And the whole episode is just goofy, you know, shut up, redneck man. (laughs) Like Hurley says to Sawyer, touche. Like, uh, it's just a fun episode of television. And I absolutely love it. And the Trish Naka ending is great. Um, All the moments of Ben and Alex after her death, even though I've talked about how weird it is that we're, like, really uh, sympathizing with the kidnapper. (laughs) It just works. Like, man, like, even I didn't talk about it in What They Died For, but there's a moment where... Miles kind of gets like kind of in that he can hear like dead people or whatever type thing. And he's like, what is it? And like, uh, Richard, like it's Alex. I came back here and buried her. And Ben's like, thank you, Richard. And just kind of walks off. Like, you know, he carries that mistake with him so well. And I, I just think all the interactions they would have like in the flash sideways, even like the moment leading up to when she turns kind of turns on him a little bit in the temple underneath the temple and, um, uh, dead is dead. Season five, is really well done. Like I said, it, it's really good somehow that they made the creepy uh, kidnapper very, very sympathetic and losing the person he kidnapped. <laughs> um, then I got like Richard's absolution in Abintherno. That's a fantastic moment. Like it's you know his wife basically says, like you know it's not your fault that I died. Like that one sin that he had carrying with him at all time in his life. Like you know, at all times, and he couldn't find the absolution for it. And she gets him that she absolves him of the sin. And oh, it's a great moment. And just like you know, especially because they do it like you know in Spanish and stuff like that. It's just Shepskis. Um, and then two other great ones here. Hurley mentioning the Hold Steady in season two. That's a wonderful moment of mentioning the Hold Steady. What a band! What a band! What a cool guy Hurley is for listening to him. And then the second one, I cannot believe I didn't mention this while talking about Abinterno. Um So in the conversation between Jacob and Richard, at one point, Jacob's uh, Richard's like, none of this is real. This is hell. And Jacob gets mad and grabs him and takes him and starts dunking him into the ocean. It's like, it's like do you think you're real now? Do you think this is hell? Do you think you're real? And he keeps doing that. I completely forgot about how, you know, how Mark Pellegrino was in the Big Lebowski and you introduce him dunking, the dude's head into a toilet repeatedly. There's the, uh, cut up audio of somebody taking the, the big Lebowski, you know, where's the money at Lebowski? And like putting it over Jacob dunking Richard into the water. I completely forgot to mention like how awesome that was. <laughs> what a Lebowski reference. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we're going to have our number, our three best moments, like just great moments of lost. Um, Number three, we have the birth and death in season one and uh, do no harm. This is when Boone dies, but Aaron is born. It's a great moment of like that duality of happiness and sadness of like, you know, like life and death. Um, I think that's when they first play that piano motif as well, which I know how to play life and death, um, which is like carries moments to every single song he does for the show. Um, it's just fantastic. Like the intercuts of then like, you know, everybody kind of celebrating with Claire with the baby, then seeing Shannon sitting over Boone's body and breaking down. It's such a great moment of just television. It's just a fantastic little duality thing there. They got going on and like, it really culminates everything. Cause you knew somebody was going to have to die eventually. And then you knew eventually Claire was going to have to have that baby and the way they mixed them and like just intercutting, you know, Jack ready to, you know, chop the leg off and Boone basically telling him, no, like I'm done. Like, you know, you can't save me just let me go. And then Kate stepping up and delivering Aaron. Um obviously we have Charlie getting so nervous over there <laughs> and Jen, you know, just kind of like, you know, sit back, buddy, sit back. You don't have to go in there. <laughs> you know, there's some really good moments there. It's it's a great part of the show is the birth and the birth of Aaron and the death of Boone like simultaneously. Number 2, I I think I said what The toughest one earlier was the hello there? No. This was the toughest one. What's the best moment of Lost? (sighs) It was tough. It was really tough to decide which one was better. And I think I gave number one it because I don't consider finales part of my best episodes because they're just, you know, for some reason I just don't. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to count finales to my best episodes because they're the culmination of stuff. So it's like, you know, it's almost like a little bit unfair to put a finale in that cuz it's such a culmination of everything you've been working towards. So I think it's far more impressive when I like, got mid season episode is fantastic. I don't know. I just came up with that right now on the spot. Number 2 is Christmas 2004. This is from The Constant and this is when Desmond calls Penny on Christmas 2004. And she picks up that damn phone and and he just says Penny. And just, oh, oh, baby, oh, I got, like, I feel tears coming on just thinking about it. You've been on that journey with Desmond, him just wanting to get back to the woman he loves so much. And you have this, like, episode where, like, he's dying. He's going to die. If he can't get in contact with Penny, he's the, she's the constant of his life. She's the most integral moment of his life. Unlike Shannon de Saeed, she actually is the most integral thing to his life. <laughs> and she picks up, and they have that conversation, and just... Oh, what a moment to cap off such a brilliant episode. Such a perfect episode of television. So, Christmas 2004, Desmond calling Penny number two. And you're like, how can anything top that? Well, I've got you something here. Number one is I think the end of Exodus part one of the season one finale of lost. It is the launching of the raft, the music, how it swells, the hope that you feel when everybody's celebrating and so happy that they've launched this raft. It's been such a key storyline to the first season is building the raft. Um, it's just it's such a beautiful moment, like the music, the waves, like just the way it's going off, and then again, the damn dog, Vincent, going diving into the ocean because it wants to go after Walt and Michael, and it was just you know Walt saying,' no, go back, Vincent, no, go back, oh, oh my god, what that that that's i I'm all yeah, I think it is better than the constant moment of. Penny and Desmond talking to each other face to face for the first time in the present storyline, in the present timeline. Like, oh man. The launching of the raft. Like it got me watching it like this past time. Like it got me. I'm like, damn man, what a moment this is. What a moment of television they made. Like just such the like I said, that's what I talk about with now is the culmination, the culmination of like, you know, Jin and Michael, their rivalry and then friendship. You know, Sawyer looking out for himself. Even the damn dog, you know, all the survivors' hopes, the bottle with the messages in them. Like, just all these things coming together in just a beautifully great moment that obviously doesn't end great. It ends with, we're going to have to take the boy. Man! Damn. So, the Exodus Part 1 for the finale with the uh, launching of the raft. Big, big round of applause for that one. So now let's get to the best episodes, then we'll talk about the show just in general. And we'll get out of here. This episode is running a little bit longer than I thought it would. I kind of thought maybe I'd be out in about 45 minutes, but that's not how anything works when Monster 8 the Pilot. Best episodes. This is another one that has an obvious number one, especially since I don't do the finale as a part of it. The obvious number one is the constant. It's without a doubt the constant. You can go, I, you know, what I've done of the show, like when I started like really re- reviewing the show, like a little bit more in depth. The only episodes where I did, like, one episode for a show was the finales, Was the finales, which was No Place Like Home, um, the incident, and then the end. I guess you can technically, well, yeah, because that was part one and two. And that's the same thing with the other ones. Those are part ones and twos. Um, the Constant got its own episode. That's, like, duh. It's easily the best episode. I gave it its own episode. I'm like, no, I'm not watching anything else. Because I just want to talk about the constant. It's just... It's without a doubt the best episode of the show. Like, maybe you could put Exodus with it, but that's it. Like, you know... But that's the finale. So, like I said, it's I think it's more impressive to have the constant where it's at over a finale episode. Like, you know, you can talk about the finale of Season 4, which is phenomenal. Um, there's a couple episodes I didn't put on here. It was like someplace... Uh, so, not something that's back home. Shape of Things to Come, which was the Ben episode in Season 4, was really great. Um... Some other ones I have here. I got All the Best Cowboys Had Daddy Issues in Season One. That's the episode where Charlie's hung from the tree and Jack just won't quit. Um, that's also like really, um, I'm trying to think of everything that was, I can't even remember the side, flash sideways, not, not sideways. The flashbacks at the time now. i supposed to have them all up. Um, but that's like, you know, such a great moment of him just not quitting and not being able to let go and working out with saving like Charlie. And then obviously the big fight with him and Ethan and him just kind of losing it. You know, because he, he puts all the pressure on himself to protect everybody, and he's failed in this moment because, you know, he didn't believe Claire, and now Claire's gone, and it's like, oh, it's it's a fantastic episode. Another really great one, season two, Other 48 Days, that is the uh, Talies episode where they go in the flashback of all the Talies and what they've been doing, and, like, it's a great duality because we've seen, like, our like, you know, the main survivors that we've saw in first season, they, they build a golf course. They start talking about, you know, building showers. They build a raft. They've done all these things, and nothing overly bad's happened to them. I mean, there's a couple of incidents with Ethan. That was bad. But then you watch what happens to the and you're like, oh, my God, they've been through the ringer. Like, they've, like, people have been, like, nabbed from them left and right. They've been, like, left to fend for themselves, like, really harshly, and they've been, like, hiding from everything, because they've been through hell. It's just so great, and you get, obviously, the Anna Lucia stuff with Goodwin. You get the stuff with Echo. I mean, it's just it's fantastic stuff. Uh great episode. Another great episode from season two is Twenty Third Psalm. That's the uh, Echo episode. That's when they introduced like the whole drug trafficker, uh turned priest. Um I think it's a great episode. Um Like I said, it just it hurt it gets hurt with the fact that Echo's not around long enough. Um, another one to mention is Two for the Road for the honorable mentions. I already mentioned Two for the Road. That's the death of Anna Lucia, that's the death of uh Libby. It's um such a great episode. Abaterno, which I talked about in season six, which is the Richard episode, you know, the absolution. Just it all works. It works as such a standalone episode. Like you I could probably show like Abinterno to somebody who's never watched Lost and they would probably get enough out of it to really enjoy it. Um let's see. There'd be other ones. I mean you can do like the Brig or Man from Tallahassee. You can do um I'm trying to think off the top of my head. God, there's so much in Season 1 you could have done. Even like White Rabbit would have been a decent mention. Um, Walkabout. You can even say Walkabout. You can even do Dos Ex Machina. Um, whatever. Let's get into the three. Let's get into the three that are behind the constant. Number three is a Season 3 episode focusing on Ben it is the man behind the curtain. What a wonderfully dark episode. I already talked about the big moment where they you know, commits Dharma side. <laughs> he kills everybody from Dharma, but it's also great. Just like really getting into Ben's mind of like never being accepted by his father, you know, basically being blamed for the death of his mother, finding his acceptance kind of on the Island, but not in the way he wants, because it's like, he wants the Island to accept him, which obviously leads to most of Ben's arc. And it keeps telling him the weight and keeps telling him the weight, keeps telling him the weight. Then, you know, has him do such a horrible thing. And there's a whole closing of, of horse's eyes and stuff like that. Just fantastic. Um, Number two, also from season three, is a Desmond episode, is Flashes Before Your Eyes. This is where Desmond starts seeing the flashes. Um, you have him and Hurley and Charlie getting drunk, and he's having all the flashes back and stuff like that. And this is how he wanting to change it, but he can't. And he goes, you know, because he breaks up a penny because he doesn't think he can change the past. But then he realizes he thinks he can. And then he goes back and ends up, you know, he ends up getting hit with the cricket bat and gets brought back to present day reality. And he just wants to go back. And, you know, he's so angry and just he had the chance to change his whole life and he let it slip through his fingers. And it's like, oh, and it basically happens to him twice that way because he let it happen for real. And whenever he broke up with Penny then he happened the second time where he wanted to take it all back and he couldn't because of just some random thing happening. It's like, oh, you feel so bad for him. And then that's the ending where he tells Charlie, you know, no, matter what I go, what, no matter what I'm what i going to do, you're going to die, Charlie. And really good stuff. That's, that's a fantastic episode. That's like one, because I think the next episode is Strangers in a Strange Land. And thank God Flashes is there, because I would have really lost my mind during Strangers in a Strange Land. <laughs> <laughs> and number one, outside of the constant, I struggled with this one. I struggled with trying to pick out which one. I didn't want to do, I didn't think, I mean, you know, it'd be kind of weird to put uh, Flashes in the constant as number the two best episodes outside of the finales. I started thinking, and I've already mentioned this episode quite a bit. This is do no harm from season one. It's the death of Boone. It's Jack, you know, trying to fix people when he can't and just doing everything he can and just like working himself to death. And, you know, it's son coming through and being his nurse. It's uh, the birth of Aaron. It's everything. It's such a great moment of season one, a great episode of season one. And, it's one of those that kind of really cinches everything for Jack of Jack trying to let go a little bit. And like, you know, it's, it's a unbelievable episode. That's, you know, there's quite a, almost everything I named. There's a, a plus stuff. <laughs> like it really is like early loss is phenomenal. So big round of applause for do no harm. Like I said, the big moment there being the birth and death of Aaron and Boone, respectively. Oh, so those are the Lost Awards. So what do we make of this show? I talked, you know, quite a bit about things I really didn't like. And I talked about it pretty passionately about stuff I did not like about the show. But I talked pretty passionately also about things I really loved about this show. Um, it's always going to have, like, a place in, like, my heart, whatever you want to say, as, like, the first show. It was, like, the first show that I got dragged into like by what was going on like you know there's shows I'd watch you know like kid stuff but nothing grabbed me before this did this grabbed me hooked me and brought me into just a world of what television could be um it's a show with sins it's got sins in it like you know I can talk about the, I can talk to him blue in the face about son forgetting how to speak English but On the flip side, I can talk about the constant just as passionately and just as lovingly as I can talk about how much I hate that. Like, there's some issues with this show. It's not perfect by any means, but definitely for three seasons, it is as close to perfect as a network television show can get. It is unbelievable that a network television show in the mid-2000s did what Lost did. Like, even... Like, you know, I talk about the first three seasons as if they're gospel because they kind of are season four. I know I had my issues with season four, mostly just because the jarring um, pace of it is fantastic. And that finale is unbelievable how great that finale is. Um, That it's also a great season. It's just there's there's flaws. Season five, I think, is much more flawed. I think it's there's just a lot of issues where they just start running into time travel issues and that could be fixed if they really wanted to go back and like rework the show like I said I always said like if they wanted to redo Lost don't redo it as a show redo it as like a graphic novel redo it as a like a regular novel do something like that where you can completely control your narrative because like, TV maybe you get another echo and it's another person who does echo who's like yeah I don't want to be here anymore and gets out on the show and then you're like well damn it we're right back in the same problems <laughs> um it's a show with issues but in terms of what it's accomplished as a network television show in the mid 2000s like it, i think it deserves a place in terms of like the great television you talk about like i can understand like you say well breaking bad's better or mad men's better or the wire the wire's definitely better but those shows had different advantages they didn't have to deal with 23 24 episode seasons they didn't have to keep people hooked for 20 some weeks they kept people hooked for 10 13 weeks um and I like, can think like you talk about like Sopranos or like the wire, they also had the advantage of being HBO so they could be a little bit more realistic. You know, you can't have in Lost, you can't have, you know, Locke and Jack get into an argument and part of my French here, I think this would be the first F word. You can't have Jack say, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Because it's ABC. You can't have that happen. You can do that on The Wire. You can do that on the Soprano. There's no problem. Six Feet Under, shows like that. You could do that type of language. You couldn't do that on Lost. So you're a little bit pigeonholed in what you can do, like, in terms of the writing. So you, you have to, like, kind of have that moment where people will say crap and say just, instead of shit, you know? Because <laughs> people don't say crap when they're grown ups. Oh crap. Nobody does that, you know? Um, so what it accomplished is just f- fascinating. And like the easiest like show to kind of I think a lot of people put up against is Game of Thrones because they're both cultural phenomenons for the time. Um, I loved Game of Thrones for four seasons. Then I hated it for season five and season six turned into just popcorn filler nonsense. And season seven was popcorn filler nonsense that sucked. And season eight, the two episodes or three episodes I watched was like, oh, wow. Somehow it's even worse than season seven. I'd put every single season of Lost ahead of seasons five, six and seven from Game of Thrones. I don't think it ever gets like it gets a wrap of like, oh worst final seasons as lost. Not even close. Like not even close. Like, I think it's the far superior in those three seasons of Game of Thrones. Um like I said I don't want to pick on Game of Thrones. I just feel like it's the easiest one to compare it to because of the cultural impact both shows end up having. Um I mean Game of Thrones for an HBO show was mind blowing how many people were watching. Then they turned into a soccer mom show, but whatever. I can Maybe I'll rewatch Game of Thrones and scream my head off for, like, however long it'd be. It'd be a long time, because it's like season six is good. (laughs) Um, No, it's just... This show always had that special place for being the first show ever. I've talked about, like, the Barracks a little bit. The Barracks was, like, this message board I was a part of that was based on Lost, and us just watching Lost and talk about it weekly, and eventually that came into let's talk about other shows let's talk about these movies let's talk about this music let's talk about what's going on in the world you know it became a nice little community to be a part of the eventually you know as the show ended and people started fading away you know it no longer exists but it's awesome that every once in a while i'll see something from one of them doing something in life whether it's uh corn chunk playing guitar uh and you know playing shows and wherever he lives i don't want to say where he lives i don't want to put that out there um Seeing, uh, I think it was Jinov, like, you know, still posting. I think he's in England now. Um, Posting, like, some of the music stuff. He's not, like, kind of the, what's he doing? It's like broadcasting type stuff. Um, Or anytime I post um, Lost-related things on my Twitter, usually Finn Ninja will like it. You know, seeing what other people are doing. I bet um, Lopan is flipping out right now that the Bills lost over the weekend. Don't worry, man. I kind of am, too, because I'm f- so sick of the cheese, brother. <laughs> then getting to see Steve celebrate the Lions actually being successful. Like, this is it's cool to kind of have these, like, random people in life that, you know, maybe I don't talk to at all anymore. But I do get to see what they're doing because, you know, because of Lost. All because of this TV show. It's just... It's such a fascinating bit of television. It's such a fascinating kind of idea. It's it's people in isolation, people having to deal with problems that they wouldn't be able to deal with in real life because real life would get in the way. Um, it's stuff I love. That's kind of why I love From so much, especially season one of From, um, because it has that reminiscent of loss of like people kind of isolated from everything and then having to deal with certain underlying issues that they kind of could hide from. Um, I love that stuff. So, I mean, you have to... Like, I wish there was something like it now. Like, From's the closest thing, but From's not even close. Like, it's 10 episodes, and it's frustrating that it's 10 episodes. It really, like, how many characters they got, it should be like 13, 14 episodes, <laughs> like, at least. Um, but you can't get that stuff done now. And now everything you watch that is like 20 episodes of season 25 is just, hey, this person got murdered this week. And then the next week's like, hey, this other person got murdered this week. Let's solve it by the end of this episode. And it's not for me. I don't like it at all. Or it's just, you know, it's laugh track comedy, which I hate. So it's, you know, there's nothing like, they tried, I mean, they tried with Flash Forward, um, which failed, in a very entertaining way, it failed. (laughs) It failed horribly, in such an entertaining way. You know, got more holes in a kitchen sponge, because I was loaded, okay? (laughs) Uh, They tried with the event, they tried with the crossing. Uh, they try, They've tried a lot of different shows that kind of try to capture the lost, like that vacuum that or that kind of empty space. Lost is left. Um, they're still trying. I don't know if they've really ever. I guess some people like La Brea because it keeps getting them suggested to me. I don't know. That seemed very campy and bad, but maybe it's a fun show. You know, because that's the thing. like Lost wasn't campy and bad. It was very well done, especially those early seasons. Like, what hooked you in there? It was like, these characters are really interesting. This concept is really interesting. The, like, stuff they're doing is interesting. It's not like, oh, wow, that's goofy. It's like, no, it's like, even if it was kind of goofy, you didn't realize it was goofy because it was, like, done in such a great way. Um, I don't know, man. This will always be, like, my favorite show. I know it's not the best show of all time. It's not the best show of all time. Like I said, The Wire... Is the best show I've ever watched. It is incredible. I finally got around to watching that. It just blows my mind that it took me that long. But this will always be my favorite show. You know, you know, like it's like music stuff. Like I love Radiohead, but I you know I would much prefer to listen to like Lipa though she's not nearly as good as Radiohead because <laughs> she's fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like there. I've kind of avoided Lost for a long time because I knew when I'd rewatch it since I've kind of gotten a little bit older, a little more critical when I watch things that I wasn't going to like it nearly as much as I liked it originally. Cause originally I was the guy who would argue with you and say, no, you're stupid for not liking this. No, it's your fault. It's not the show's fault. It's that you're dumb for not liking this. I was that big of a loss apologist that I, I thought it ridiculous that you couldn't like this. Um, and then kind of like thinking about things I'm like, man, that is kind of dumb. And finally kind of growing into it. I'm like, I was worried that I'd watch it and despise it and like, just like by the end, I'm like what the hell? Cause that was always kind of my issue when like, I would watch things. I'd see some mythology stuff I'm like, yeah, but that ends up not really going anywhere. And that always kept me from doing my rewatches. Um, and I felt I would have the exact opposite. Cause I know Jake, when he watched it originally when it was on, he didn't like like season six at all. He actually, he hated it. He did not like like lost by the end of it. He's like, he was bad. And now he rewatches it now. It's like actually, it's you know, it's it's not it's not bad. It's like it's it's actually pretty serviceable. It's actually pretty commendable what they've accomplished. I'm like exactly, but, but I finally rewatched it now, and I kind of I guess we've kind of met in that same area, but now from different angles. He came from hating it. I came from absolutely adoring and loving every single second of it. To yeah, there's definitely flaws. Like the fact that I didn't hate Saeed not or not. I'm sorry, as uh, son forgetting how to speak English originally just blows my mind. Like I don't remember. I don't remember it. I don't remember hating it. I should have hated it so much. It's beyond stupid. <laughs> it's one of the worst things I've ever seen in a TV show. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, it's just this show always had that special place of just being that first show and always being like my favorite show. Like nothing's ever going to capture that magic, you know, that the first time magic, you know, it's like when you share your first kiss. You know, you always have that girl in the back of your mind or that guy in the back of your mind or that person in the back of your mind. You know, you always have that there. You'll be like, oh, man, nothing ever like really lives up to your first time crush. You know, (laughs) I think mine's a drug addict now. Know how to pick them. (laughs) I hope they get better if they are. Uh, I really do. Um, Yeah, but I think I think this is it. I think. This is the end of Lost for us. Like, I'll watch it and stuff like that, but I don't think I'll ever do another in-depth rewatch of it. Or if I do, this podcast has went on for a long time and I'm running out of ideas, <laughs> which is possible. I mean, you know, or maybe I'll just restart it this weekend and I'll just do another rewatch and we'll just continue to do Lost forever. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, so I think this is it. This is, you know, you can let go now. I think I can let go a little bit of the fear of watching Lost, of like, and being unbelievably disappointed or something like that. There's disappointment there. There's things that will bother me. There's things that I'll think about randomly, like, why did they do that? Why couldn't they just do this? You know, and... They won't be able to or unless they bring it back. And there's always every few years you hear like, oh, they might be redoing Lost. And it's like, oh, God, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just let it be. If it is, make it an alternate show, like a show that has similar themes or seems like it takes place in a similar universe or something like that. Don't make it just a remake. You know, don't make it about people on the island and eventually it's got a smoke monster. It's like, don't do it. Russia did that already. I want to watch that. I want to watch the Russia version of Lost. Maybe we'll do that as a review. <laughs> the Russia version of Lost. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, just make it, if you're going to do something, make it, you know, make it a little bit different. Make it take place in the same universe, but just a little different. Like maybe they're crashing on a plane in the mountains or something like that. Or make it Land of the Lost and they're on top of a plateau challenger, you know? I don't know. So we can let go. I think this is it. You can let go now. We can go to the church, we can all um, you know, see the ones we love, the one that meant the most of us, and um, we can let that bright white light kind of bathe over us now, because Lost is over, this is it. And um, I want to thank everybody who's been with me on this journey, I know it's probably frustrating because sometimes like, I'd listen back and I'm, I'm, I'm a mess trying to like recap episodes because I didn't take great notes, or I'm reading two different things and they're contradicting, or I'm trying to also review on the fly. Um, and it, I know it took way too long because <laughs> there was spaces where I forgot to do it or, you know, it's like, that's the thing it's like, I go back and see certain, like listen to certain things, just always checking things. And I'm like, oh man, I didn't really do much of anything on this one. It's like, oh, I watched eight episodes of Lost this week and some of them were good and some of them are all right. And it's like. Now I just do like half-hour reviews. <laughs> oh, it makes me like, oh, I should go back and redo these. I'm like, no, no, not, not anytime soon. But yeah, other than that, like I said, thank you so much for going on this wild ride with me. This is the first time I've watched a show since like 2011. You know, it ended in 2010. I think I rewatched the whole thing in 2011. And then um, I tried to do what I did here where I sat down and just watched the episodes and I just never could really get going. And there was a time where I got like middle of season two or maybe into season three and then kind of just fell off. And like, this is like the podcast helped me keep staying on that. So thank you for going on this ride with me. I got to figure out what to do for content now. So it's going to be fun. We're going to be seeing a lot of spaghetti getting thrown in the wall, a lot of shit going down on the wall and seeing what sticks, man. It's going to be a crazy time. It's going to be a great time for monster eight to pilot. So if you like what you've heard, you spread the good word anywhere podcasts are available. You can find monster eight to pilot. You can watch the video on Spotify. If you feel like it, if you, um, I want to support the show. You can, I guess. I don't know if you want me to quit my job and do this full time. Give me money, I guess. <laughs> uh, check out my uh, appearances on Tuesday nights, star stripes and Anfield nights on the LFC transfer room. As it became a pretty routine thing. Um, make sure you got the notification bell or whatever. I don't know. I keep thinking about maybe doing live streams of the podcast, but then I don't. So whatever, but this has been it. This has been it from me to you, to everybody who worked on this beautiful, beautiful show. That was also a beautiful mess at times. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much for creating this and giving me an hour and 21 minutes of content to talk about one show and all these different things about it. Um, I cannot be, I'm really happy that I did this, like this whole show. Like I'm keep wanting to go on a little bit more. Um I'm really happy that I got to do all this like cuz I've been wanting to do it for a while and now I'm getting to do it, it was it was a lot of fun. So like I said thank you for like being a part of it. It's been a great time. If you watched along awesome. Like if you watched along and want to talk about it come they like, just let me know. You can come on the show we can talk about the show. Like I don't care. It'll be great. Like uh, that's the only time you'll hear me talk about loss if, like somebody comes on to talk about it with me. Like it'll be fun. But yeah, other than that I'm out of here. Um it's getting later than I anticipated. So let's peace out and uh, you know ten four daddy Let's get the hell on out of here.